Ready Check Radio. Stand by as we get ready to serve up all your news this week in the world of gaming. Welcome to Gaming Gumbo. Oh yeah, hello, hello, hello. And welcome everybody to Gaming Gumbo. It's Saturday at 7 p.m. Eastern. That means here on Ready Check Radio, it is time for Gaming Gumbo, your weekly gaming wrap-up. Gentlemen, this is episode 53. We have officially crossed the one-year worth of shows. If you watch one per week, yeah! I mean, you know, you just make up achievements. You just make them up. It's a 53! Yay! 53! We've got a lot to go over today. I'm your host, as always, Mike Byrne. If you like what we do here, head on over to readycheckradio.com. In the upper right, I've got all the socials for you. Twitch, Twitter, Facebook, all the different audio platforms, YouTube. Take us on the go. Do us a favor. Click like, click subscribe, click follow. It helps. Every little bit helps. And it's free. We're also going to be asking about games as a service day So I'm sure today. So I'm sure a lot of you will be chiming in the, in the comments with uh, the games as services that have done it well, and maybe not so well. Playing a few of those in his day is Mr. Jason Winter. Good evening, sir. Hello. Today is also my, uh, I believe, my 10 millionth podcast. So, you know, there you I'm go. Sure it's close. I'm going to make up mine, yeah, too. Yeah, it's close. It's, make mine it's too. close. You, you have a Coca-Cola in the background. Yeah, that one's you know, easy to see. How, how, is that, how is that possibly related to gaming? Well, now I can drink Coke guilt-free. Because Bobby Kotick is no longer on their board of directors. Yeah, so he's going to be stepping down from Coca-Cola's board of directors. Mm. I mean, let us let me ask you right now. Do you think he's just like, okay, it's time for me to leave? Or do you think somebody kind of was like, look, you're, you're kind of toxic right now. You should probably oh, go. Definitely the second. Yeah, you definitely think so? The second. You think so? He's, he's more toxic than the Coke itself. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> also on not the, nearly as sweet no jeez oh, it's gonna be one of those evenings oh, also God. on the line resident artist of ready check radio yod what's up sir i'm not sure why i'm here anymore <laughs> neither am i mildly entertaining. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, he's mildly entertaining jason's on fire tonight man we're like damn two minutes into the show and he's just yeah. rip roaring Last week he was like, man. This week he's on fire. Yeah, last week we woke him up from a nap and he was not happy. <laughs> he did, was did they not put happy. Coke back into Coke? Is that what's going on here? Yeah, they're sprinkling <laughs> a little Coke in there for him, keeping him up. Oh my god, keeping him up. So oh what do you, what god. are you doing, Yad? Uh, Destiny's raid came out today. Have your is Destiny's your is your crew today. one I... of those ones that's like day one? Go for it. My crew no longer has six people in it. Oh. <laughs> so no, <laughs> no, no. I, I am a filthy casual at this point. Oh. I'm, I'm lucky to grab two other people for uh, three person group things. And if he's a um, filthy casual, Jason, what the yep. hell are we? <laughs> <laughs> I don't even. Destiny homeless guardians. I don't, I don't I, know. I, 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 I go in there. I shoot things. I loot things, and you know, I try to get whatever I can grab. But you know. It, it's we, just a 
fun thing to waste time at this point. We just sit on Back the farm all day playing soccer. Yeah. <laughs> oh, <laughs> oh God, I forgot that about that. Awesome back then. I forgot about the farm. <laughs> yeah. Oh. Uh, yeah. It, was that vaulted? <laughs> yeah, that was vaulted. Yeah. Was it really? <laughs> yeah, that was totally vaulted. Really? Wow. <laughs> How do you even do the initial storyline? We then? can't even. Well, no, that the was the initial storyline is different now. Yeah, that that was what? the story. The farm was with the new light launch, wasn't it? The, no, the free right. to play. The farm no, was, the, was before that. Farm, was it before yeah, that? Yeah, the farm was the original Red War. Oh when, yeah, yeah, yeah. You're right. When you're Destiny right. Two oh, okay. dropped. Yeah, you're right. Back then, I still did have a crew, <laughs> and we did go in first first day if we could, or at the very least first weekend. Well, the first Witch Queen raid is live. Hey, uh, gents, I, I did step in. I did drop in there to look around. But... <laughs> <laughs> he, he walked through the door and was like, mm, all right, looks nice. I'm out. <laughs> Pretty much. Hey, I don't want to spend a lot of time on this. Uh, we're going to have an article up on MMO Bomb uh, on Monday, just kind of summarizing a lot of this stuff because we didn't want to write a million pieces on this stuff. Obviously, our, our hearts and thoughts to uh, our Ukrainian friends still uh, as this uh, insanity wages on. But I did think we should spend a few minutes, gentlemen, talking about the games industry and its reaction to this uh, conflict, this war. We're seeing an awful lot of companies, EA and, and other big name companies, uh, pulling products, stopping sales in Russia, uh, payment processors like PayPal pulling out and not letting Russian companies uh, or Russian customers spend money. Then we're seeing games like uh, Smite and Hi-Rez who are letting those sales go through where possible because, again, payment processors have stopped and you're kind of restricted if you can't, you know, you don't have a payment processor that's willing right. to do it. But Smite selling things and uh, donating that money to UNICEF for Ukrainian children. So kind of like we'll take Russia's money and we'll give it to the Ukraine, Not maybe not really thinking through the process that that still gives the Russian government tax money, but the sentiment is there. Uh, and we're seeing a lot of that type of stuff, whether you know they um, no longer let you buy things or, or things like that throughout the industry. Lots of support here. But two of the bigger ones, uh, I found one and Jason found one and we brought them to the show because this was the first that I had heard of a game actually being impacted by the development. Now, New World, Amazon Games, developed and published Amazon Games, they were working on a Russian version, a Russian language version of New World. That has stopped. Uh, they have just stopped. Now, yes, we could all make the low-hanging fruit jokes of, you know, there might be multiple reasons that they would probably not <laughs> want to spend money on New World anymore. Uh, you know, your player base and Lost Ark basically eating it alive. But uh, speaking to Tech Radar Gaming, Christoph Hartman, vice president of Amazon Games, said, we were looking into localizing New World for Russia, and we stopped that. An Amazon po spokesperson later confirmed to Tech Radar that the decision was, excuse me, made due to the ongoing war. So this actually totally killed a potential localization of New World. So the first project that I would say hasn't released yet, but is being killed quietly to grant. Well, I know not the first first one. We, we, we'll get there in a second. 
Um, no, I'm just saying. I think it's been paused more than killed. If things like yeah. when when frying, I honestly don't know. I out. think I, Jason, I kind of disagree with you on that. No, and given that, I, given how New World is, maybe, but right, right, specific. Never stopped it before. So ex- I don't know. Exactly. I think even if things got better tomorrow, I think New World uh, Amazon just says, "Yeah, where there's no point in going back to it." <laughs> right. Um, yeah, 30k on a Saturday is bad. That's <laughs> bad. War Warframe slow and steady, man. Warframe slow and steady has now exceeded its usual player base over New World. Anyway, uh, on that same topic, Gran Turismo Seven, which just came out yesterday, I have not picked it up yet for the PlayStation, uh, quietly got removed or not launched on the Russian PlayStation Store too. Wow. So yeah, big big title there. And Jason, you saw one that the the opposite happened. They were like, "Let's spin up some content mm-hmm. uh, because of the war." Yeah, the makers of uh, Euro Truck Simulator Two. They posted uh, last week. I saw them on I don't know if it was on Twitter or somewhere else. They said, "We're we're, we're going to work on an, a Ukrainian paint job pack for the game and try to get it out as soon as possible. Donate all the charity, and they've done it. They've released it like yesterday or maybe the day before." It's just like four or five paint jobs, and they said uh, it's it's ninety nine cents on Steam if you wanted. They don't donated to uh, people in need charity, currently involved in directing directly in helping people affected by the war. So yeah, and can be applied to any truck that has the eight by four chassis. So yeah, that's uh that's quite a few. I mean that's so cool. They spun that up, and granted, it's a couple. It's a color splash skin, right? It's you know, yeah, yeah. It's nothing not super kind of... fancy, but that's still a pretty damn quick turnaround time. To not only get it built, but then to also get it, you know, pushed through on Steam's approval processes and stuff when it comes to DLC. So, uh, pretty quick turnaround, gents. What do you think? Like, you've seen this now for the last week or so. Has there been a company that responded in a way that really surprised you? Um, I, I want to say, like Activision even got in on this stuff, right? Activision Blizzard, and it was hard for me on that one because I wanted to be like, yeah, they're doing the right thing. But I just can't get past this feeling that a lot of these companies are doing the right thing when it's easy to do it. And we saw yeah. all of these companies continue to turn their eyes when it comes to China, um, mm-hmm. continue to cater to China when it comes to public outcry regarding Taiwan. Uh, it's very easy to go hey the entire world is mad at russia right now so it's totally cool for us to be mad at russia uh and be public about it but there's so much other stuff in the world that i mean blitzchung was banned jason Mm -hmm. (laughs) for speaking out against hong kong or speaking out for hong kong sorry uh and and these companies didn't have the balls to do it then because it might impact their pocketbook now, Russian audience substantially smaller, substantially less of a financial hit, and uh, from a PR move, everybody's going to be on your side if you do it. I still find it. I, I I appreciate what they're doing, but I still have that like spot in my heart. Maybe maybe that's dumb of me. I don't know. It, There's it, always just that point that it has to go to once you know if. Once, once, blitz, what's a uh, you know Russia started actually killing people. That's the point where they said, yeah, we're now we're going to do right. Something. I, I was just yeah. going to say it, it's it it's partially most likely because you know there is an active war now going on. 
Well, so there's well, to, see, there's an active it's, it's, publicly it's, it's, viewable war. China's human rights violations have been terrible and right, well documented right, right, for sure. decades now. Right. But that's also internal to that country. Yeah, yeah. The visibility. Yeah. Right. The visibility is internal to that country. And all its posturing and stuff towards Taiwan, they haven't actually made a move to encroach upon it. Yet. With the Hong Kong situation. Yet, 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 yet is the, the operative word there. But the Hong Kong situation, while personally, you know, my personal views are one way or another, Hong Kong at that at this point in time does belong to China. So they're, you know, they're doing stuff internally in their country. Where yeah, I'm not publicly... trying to conflate the two situations oh, no, no, themselves no, 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 no. to be yeah, similar. Yeah, Don't misunderstand it's that. Exactly. It's just it, it's the fact that Russia has made that public move. Yeah. Which turned the entirety of the public, the the public outside, you know, the public viewing, should I say, uh, against them, because you know it's a crazy, crazy move to do, you know, yeah. actively, openly attacking another country. It's 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 nuts. Yeah, and and I mean, we're talking about this from a gaming perspective, obviously. There's a far more serious aspect to this, right? right? Russian soldiers right. are dying, Ukrainian soldiers are dying, Ukrainian civilians are dying. That is what's important, not this piddly, you know, oh, oh man, the FIFA, the Russian teams are out of FIFA, uh, right. the so, FIFA video game. But, but yeah, it, you also have to feel for Russian gamers, right? Many, mm -hmm. many of which in that population, Jason, they don't, they, they don't support this, you know, to great degrees. They don't want to be doing this. Uh, and yeah, right. nobody wins. <laughs> like nobody right. wins. Right, and like like you said, it's it's the easy move to make. Also, because as you said, there's not that big of a, you know, monetary blowback. Income. Yeah, yeah, blowback coming out of Russia if you do this. If you do it to China, especially right now, with how much they're invested in gaming and all that stuff, because they do have a very large population. And the companies that they own gaming. portions of. <laughs> companies that they own portions of that are in China, that own portions of other companies that are not in China, and so on and so forth, the blowback would be a bit more, as you said. Yeah. it's it, Yeah, so. uh, Sticks, Mystics says it best. You end up punishing the innocent to fight the corrupt. Um, right. Okay, that's enough. Let's yep. move on. Uh, I want to talk about games as a service. We started talking about this, uh, Jason and I, on the Always Online podcast on MMO Bomb la uh, yesterday. That is up. Go check it out. I mean, that's the site that pays the bills for Jason and I, not this little piddly uh, having fun uh, venture here at Ready Check Radio. So MMOBomb.com. Well, Mystics kind of pays online. most of our bills here. <laughs> <laughs> uh, Gran Turismo 7, I mentioned, is out. I wanted to bring it up to you gentlemen for a couple ah. of different reasons. One, it looks beautiful. We talked about it before. But two, it also carries the $70 price tag like a few other titles we've seen in the next generation uh, of consoles. And then... <laughs> they also have the ability to top up the credits. Now, don't get me wrong. Credits are something you can farm in-game. It's a lot like playing Grand Theft Auto 6. Uh, <laughs> I wish. Grand Theft Auto <laughs> 5. I was going to say, wait, what? <laughs> and farming up cash, right? It's, it's kind of that equivalency. But we have found out now that uh, we've been able to see pricing because this was not available in demos slash review periods for websites. Wonder why. Wonder why. 
that you also have the ability to top up those credits via a cash purchase in the following denominations. 100,000 for 250, $2.50, 250,000 <laughs> credits for five bucks, three quarters of a million credits for 10 bucks, and two million credits for 20 bucks. Now, according to Video Games Chronicle, they've compared this to the former Gran Turismo Sport, okay? And that also let you buy individual cars as microtransactions, not just buying credits and, and then buying the cars in game. Uh, most cars cost between 99 cents and five bucks. In Gran Turismo 7, though, something like a Porsche 919 Hybrid 16 can be bought for 2.99 in Gran Turismo Sport, but it's going to cost you at least three million credits in Gran Turismo 7. Which, if you opted to just simply buy those credits, you'd have to spend at least $40. And there are multiple vehicles that hit that price range, including the Aston, Aston Martin Vulcan, the McLaurin P1 GTR 16, and the Audi R18 TDI 11. Do you guys have a problem with this type of, A, monetization? Because you can just play the game and get those credits. Like I said, exactly like Grand Theft Auto V and farming cash, but you can go buy the shark cards to put cash on your account and then two, the pricing <laughs> of the game being $70 and these cars being like that. Because we, we don't know, but we did see in a state of play video some of the legendary cards costing 20 million credits. 20 million credits. Which translates to how much? About $200. Now, they're not in the game yet, and we don't know if the pricing is going to end up being the same as, as those screenshots we saw during a state of play, but that would be a $200 vehicle in Gran Turismo 7. Jason, it's pretty, but what do you think? I think the Starships and Star Citizen are cheaper. <laughs> uh, it's also tough for me to rationalize something like this when I've been playing a Forza Horizon 5 for so much, and they just fling cars at you every yeah. five minutes. And you pl you started playing the game for free because it was on game. <laughs> well, it was a dollar. I had to pay my dollar for my three months. That's what it cost me. But yeah, I mean, but even that, yeah, that's. A, I, I think I think there's a way to buy currency in that. I don't know, uh, but you can also earn the currency. And that's what you say too. Whenever you say, "Oh, but you can you can earn the credits in game," it always depends on the rate of it. Yeah, one hundred. How long does it take me to farm up those two million credits, or five million, or ten million, or whatever? And unless we know that, it's tough to make that comparison. But even so, even if something's like a normal-ish kind of rate, I just wouldn't spend $40 to get a car in this. If, yeah. if I can get it after like a couple hours of grinding in the game or something, then then yeah, just, ugh. And that's, that's the part that we need to wait for, Yod, and it's going to take a little bit to, to right. figure out how, how long does this take. Like, my, my nephew, um, he's, he's used, like, PlayStation gift cards we've gotten him for Christmas and stuff like that to buy a, a couple million credits on, uh, on Grand Theft Auto V, or a couple, a couple million dollars on Grand Theft Auto V. Like, I don't think he's spending cash, but if he gets a PlayStation gift card, he goes ahead and uses it. I don't know what the hell he uses it for. I don't play the game enough to, to really care about it. I don't know either. But this just, like, the game already has the $70 price tag, which kind mm -hmm. of feels bad because we're not all used to that yet. Get used to it, gang. It's going to be the standard. Get I mean, there's just no ifs, ands, or buts about that for most triple-A marquee titles. They're going to bear the $70 price tag. See, 
See, that, you can that... absolutely earn them in game, but we need to see how, how long would it take to get you two hundred million or twenty million credits. The the seventy dollar price tag doesn't really shock me as much. Probably possibly because whenever I tend to get games that I really want to get that I'm not playing on Game Pass or whatever, I tend for the deluxe edition anyways, mm-hmm. which ranges you know up to a hundred bucks. Right. Well, now that gets so, ten dollars more expensive too, though. It's not like right. That. <laughs> probably probably twenty. It's probably one twenty. <laughs> yeah, probably. Pro- probably, but I mean, you know, so the the standard edition going up in price is one thing. the The other thing, though, it does remind me of is uh, what was it Star Wars Battlefront? Yeah, the Mystics just brought that up in sure, chat too. Yeah. yeah. For sure, you can grind away and get Vader. Right, but after, that, that's you know, a feeling of pride of and accomplishment. Hours. Yeah, that wasn't that even... Was. You couldn't, you couldn't <laughs> farm with the credits. You had to get him out of the loot box. I think that was actually the part of it. You could play for 10, 10 years and maybe not get him if he doesn't come out of a box. So. That's, just, I mean, that's it, a feeling the, of pride and accomplishment. It, it's you could get him, it just took... They, they mapped the time and it was ridiculous, yeah. Yeah, it, it's the, the amount of time... And 90% of players of Battlefront don't, don't buy a single box, I bet. <laughs> right but that's kind of what it reminds me of even though it's not a direct analogy to it where it's like sure you could grind to get enough credits for all this stuff and granted in this case it's not a box that you might get it in it's more of a direct purchase but it's the fact that you can either grind hundreds of hundreds of hours or pay up to $200 for a digital object where the game is also $70 or more. I don't know if there's a digital deluxe edition. So Mad Martha but, brings up a point in chat that you hear often when we talk about games as a service. A company's okay. able to ask any price they like. It's down to the customers to decide if they're prepared to spend that cash, to be honest. As long as the price and product is all open, I'm okay with that. Loot boxes, though, yeah, dot, dot, dot. Okay, let's set loot boxes aside. That's an entirely different right. discussion, and, and Mad Martha is right to kind of put it in its own little bucket. But right. you do hear that argument a lot. Well, people will just vote with their wallets. The only problem that I have with that argument, though, is that, and, and the loot boxes fall into this argument, too, but we'll set them aside, is that, yeah, fine. Most of us will go, I, Jason, I'm not spending $200 on a car in Gran Turismo. Screw that. <laughs> but the flip side, there are people that, A, will and are of um, uh, mental positions where that is just they look at their finances. I can afford that. I want to buy that. They go ahead and buy that. Not everybody is fortunate enough to be in that bucket, right? These are predatory practices because they're trying to catch the whales, some of which may not be making sound decisions, and these companies know that. So I think it, while I totally agree with Mad Martha's point, and it's the way I am too, uh, yeah, it's not worth 70 bucks. Sorry, I ain't buying it. Um, That's all well and good for me to say. But I do, do have to also recognize that there are manipulations and psychological issues that these companies are preying on with this type of ease of access for X dollars, uh, even if they may not apply to me personally. My, my general rule of thumb has always been when I buy a game, whether it's a $60 game, $70, $10, whatever, is that I want to get 
for every 50 cents, I want to get an hour of enjoyment out of it. So for the $60 game, I have to play for over like 120 hours. Right. For a $10 game, I only get 20 hours out of it. That's fine. And I'll apply that same sort of thought process to a microtransaction. I'm not going to get 400 hours of enjoyment, I think, out of that car. I really right. don't. <laughs> now, a car that's $5, I'll, I'll maybe do that and I'll get 10, 10 hours out of it. So, okay, great. So that's that's sort of where I go at it. And, you know, I want to make sure I'm getting proper value out of something. That's what it all comes down to. You want to get proper value out of whatever you buy. Right. Mm-hmm. So if you think you can do that, however you judge value, then there you go. Matt Martha says, is that any different than a real car maker selling a more expensive car than the default model? Yes, it's very different. When shopping for something like a real car, the dealer will say, Jason, you can't afford this. You don't have the money, and so you cannot buy it, and you can't afford the financing on it, so we're not going to finance you for it. Yeah, and the insurance is going to go up, and you can't afford that. You know, there there are regulatory bodies and criteria that you have to meet now I don't want to get into financing rules and credit yeah. scores and stuff like that because there's that's a whole nother can of worms so, but there is nothing stopping you from if you have a credit card throwing $200 on it for that that car when you don't need to and we kind of got away from from what I want to talk about here which is just the games real, as a service model real quick oh sorry real go quick ahead. one thing do those cars that cost X amount of money give you any edge in playing the game well they do have all different cars are different yeah all cars are different and have different performance but the the counter argument that you're going to get there is one it, gran turismo isn't really a there are competitive aspects to it but it's not like a pvp game where you are vying for for power to that degree and two hey you can obtain them in game there's no okay. way around that that, hey, if you want to just farm the credits, you too can have that twenty million right, right. credit car. It's it's no big right. deal. That, yeah, that that's that was that was my question yeah. to you know help anybody that doesn't know the game, myself included. So we're seeing we're seeing obviously but, yeah. more and more games as service, games as a yes. live service. Uh, Jason brought up a good point yesterday. Like that term is so dumb because these games have been around for a while. World of Warcraft is technically a game as a service, right? Final Fantasy XIV is a, the MMOs you've been paying subs for over the last 20 years have been games as a service. But I think when we talk about that term games as a service now, we kind of get away from the the MMO look and we start looking at things like Gran Turismo, not technically being a game as a service but offering you know the microtransactions but more like your destiny too yad is is absolutely what we would put in today's bucket as a games as a service Uh, right so warframe yes warframe well yes but warframe warframe is a little more game (laughs) than than the service Uh, so so as we jump into this, because let's, they, let's they don't sure do like season define. passes and stuff like that. Okay, let, let, let's make sure to define. Okay, yeah. MMOs tend to have a subscription of some kind. Correct, and that's technically a game as a service too. Te- even if that's the only fee they but have. Yeah. We're just we're just differentiating terms at this point. Yeah. Okay, so MMOs are you you pay a certain monthly fee like Final Fantasy, or you have the option to play pay a certain fee per month like ESO, things like that. Live service or games as a service tend to be you purchase the game and then you play it 
on whatever platform you choose, and then you purchase the expansion. So technically, Guild Wars would fall under this as opposed to an MMO. Well, but, no, I see that. That I think is different, Jason. You'll have to let me know if you agree. I don't agree so, with. I don't agree with you guys at all. Yeah. Okay. Because <laughs> it has regular updates. It's a game as a service. Period. Oh, so you're I, well, okay? How about this? Games as a paid service, then let's 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 put that in there. <laughs> well, if we get rid of it, so we we, we count uh, Final Fantasy fourteen, but not Guild Wars two. I, I I count them all. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Oh, I, no, well, that's what I'm Jason, saying. I don't no disagree with you. I count them all. But in the context of the discussion here, where you always hear the term "game as a service" currently, you're they're usually referring to games that either have a box fee or don't. That's sometimes up for debate what the game is. But we're talking like season passes microtransactions, okay. cosmetic okay, yeah. cash shops, the Destinies, right. the Warframes, the Babylon's Fall. Exactly. <laughs> that, exactly these days. It is everything. Call of Duty even falls into that bucket now, you know, over the last X years with the season passes and with the, the free-to-play Warzone and the, the BR and all that stuff. Anthems of the world, yeah. Um, those types oh God. of games. Oh, God, Anthem. Is there a company that or a game that does these services in a way that you look at and you go, you know what? That's the way to do it. That's so the way to do it. Because if, years ago, I would have said, Yod, Destiny. But so much see, has see, Destiny, I, so much has changed that, that it I'd have doesn't. I'd argue with that because even though the original game was fun, the problem and and I I kind of look at when Destiny dropped as the point in time when games as a service kind of became their own thing away from MMOs because it started to be the point where they're dropping games that are unfinished. And calling them games as a service, mm-hmm. and telling people, "Oh, we'll finish the game, right. you know, a little ways down the line," because you guys won't get there anyways. We're going to talk about Battlefield 2042 later. <laughs> yeah, yeah, we'll get there later. <laughs> but, but that's it, and that's why I think that even Destiny One, while it was very addictive, and playing with friends was very fun, and it was a fun experience for myself and a lot of people, created a lot of uh, friend groups and stuff like that that I still hang out with today, it was still a terrible release. Oh, no doubt. And I was referring to Destiny 2. I don't view Destiny 1 necessarily as that much of a games as a service. Definitely Destiny 2. But therein starts the ball rolling, is that every single game as a service that has been released has felt like an extended beta. Like, they, they had their beta test, but they didn't fix anything. I wouldn't and then say they every game. It. These days, yes. These days, yes. But it's mm. even more than bugs. It's like there's no end game yet. There's no end to the game when they release it. It's just like somebody might rush through it in a day and finish it, but there's nothing at the end because we'll finish that in a week or two. We're Don't seeing, worry about we're it. We're seeing some titles, Warframe, Path of Exile, Sea of Thieves pop up in chat, Jason. Is there one for you? Path of Exile taking a little bit of flack lately for the way they did their most recent mm-hmm. battle pass, but generally speaking, you know, they seem to be on the better end of reception. Is there one for you that you're just like, you know what, that is tolerable. There's times I don't mind giving you a couple of bucks just to support things. And you know what, I I don't feel bad about it. Is there a game out there for you that does that? I'm starting to really grow tired of season passes or subscriptions or anything that puts you on a time limit. I agree with Jason. Because I just feel like I got I got I got to play it in that time frame, whether yeah. it's the month subscription or two and a half months of the pass or whatever. Yeah, you so got to go. What, you got to go. Yeah, I know, and that sort of thing is what's really starting to annoy me lately. So I, I'm 
I, I'm in favor of any game that doesn't feel like it needs to do that, which Guild Wars 2 still is in that boat. But as I try to think of anything else, I'm like... <laughs> All of a sudden, you start drawing as, a blank. As Martha says, Path of Exile, until recently, yeah. didn't have a... Although their leagues were kind of like that, I guess, but... Has yeah. Halo done it right then? You know, with the battle Halo's passes. Halo's got a battle pass. Yeah, but they but they don't they get away from that fear of missing out that Destiny Two got hammered for no, when it because first the became, problem is see the, the you can only make is, progress on one pass at a time, but you can you flip between on, passes. Yeah, you only make progress on one. And so if you're like you come in in season five, you're like, or if you come in season five, you're like, oh well, now season one, two, three, and four. Which one? Which one do I work on? You know, it's like. Yeah, you still feel like you're missing out. You can't you can't make up that time. You can't right, but you can look at the individual battle passes and make a decision I on oh, I want to I want to well That's like. what I want that's what I want to <laughs> farm for right now. So whenever I play this, that's what I'm going to be working towards and when I get that, I'll look through the passes and find a different prize I want to work towards. But you're still looking at that and go, I'm never going to catch up with all that stuff. So why, why bother? I'm not going to play. So who does it right talking. for you, Jason? Besides Guild Wars 2, are you literally just blanking out? I am blanking out. I'm trying to think of anybody who doesn't force you into pressure, time-related pressures. Yod, you can't. I, if, if you you if like talking, you would have thought Destiny, but they've totally just shot themselves in the foot on this one over the last have, two years. Yeah, they they really have. But and and if we're talking initial release or where they evolved to are two different things. Because at this point in time, at the at the pre-Witch Queen and post-Witch Queen type deal. I'm not talking buying things, right. things being tied behind price or whatever, like dungeons. <laughs> That's for a different day. But the season passes themselves, In before Witch Queen, you could actually purchase the previous expansion and play through all three battle passes at the same time mm. and get all the story. So those things were still open to you until the next expansion. So I, I think that is a good idea for them to have implemented. I still don't like battle passes, but it's a good idea for those people who don't want to feel as rushed. So you, you can Warframe is coming in. up in chat a lot, and they're asking, "Is there any real time pressure stuff?" It, they they technically do, but don't they still do they still do Nightwave? It's been a while since I don't know. It's been. If, a, I don't yeah, mind like a, like occasional like you know seasonal things that run for two or three weeks. That's fine. Yeah, I, I and if you miss that, that, you miss that. Like you, okay, yeah. you couldn't play that. We'll be week. back next year or whatever. Yeah. yeah. Mm-hmm. Um, Warframe, I think, does do a damn good job as a game. It does. It's one that I constantly look at, and I'm like. I mean, they have their their primes. That's kind of what they put on a timer, right? When you could buy the primes or farm the primes up, those are set blocks of time. But even those recycle. It's not like a prime goes away and you never see it again. It might be a year before you see it again. Yeah. But you you will see it again. Um. And and you know the only time you really want to buy platinum, if you do want to buy platinum, is because you're too impatient to wait. Like you know, okay. It's not an issue of can you afford it or not, or I'm farming credits and I want to buy more credits. It's a do you want to wait 24 hours before that weapon or frame is finished, or do you just want it right now? Uh, that instant gratification. They they're capitalizing on the instant gratification more than anything. Yeah. Yeah. Suck, I mean, it, the- suck it up and farm cabbages <laughs> like the rest of us. <laughs> <laughs> and that that is the one thing that I do enjoy about Destiny is that you everything that you buy with real money is cosmetic 
Well, that should always the, be the case. Yeah. 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 Well, it's not like you, you you purchase this weapon or whatever. It's maybe a skin for the weapon, but you still have to earn the weapon in the game or use in-game stuff to get that weapon. You can't pull out real money for your uh, Telesto fusion rifle or whatever in-game to make you play better whatever the meta in the game is at this point in time, you have to actually go and get those weapons. Let us know in the, in the comments down below here on uh, readycheckradio.com or on YouTube what games as a service do it really well and why you think they do it really well. I'd love to bring this back the next week's show and share some of your, your thoughts out there. So let us know if there's Definitely. you know one we're not talking about or we're not thinking about or maybe has changed the way they do things because that's something that happens too. Uh, but let's take a look, gentlemen. We'll move on and take a look at March's release schedule. Obviously, we've kind of already started March. We've had the the big uh, releases in Gran Turismo 7. Triangle Strategy came out yesterday. I haven't gotten a chance to play it yet from Square Enix. There's some other Conan Chop Chop. That's available. Um, <laughs> when, when April Fool's jokes turn into games. Uh, LX2... Uh, so quite a few there. Babylon's Fall. Go watch the first look on MMOBomb.com. I did. I yeah. watched it. And you'll <laughs> you'll know that I could have been much harsher, but it was a first look, not a review. So mm -hmm. um, looking forward to a couple here that uh, still have yet to happen. Next week, Jason, is the magic day. Chocobo GP on March 10th, which... <laughs> Unfrickin' believable, by the way, is also a game as a live service. So, what is ninety percent of the stuff on this list that yeah. you have here is probably a game, right? But Square Enix is batting over two on those ones oh, right now. They so, are, they are, with Marvel's Avengers and Babylon's Fall. So we'll we'll see. Oh my god, I can't wait though. I can't. I wait. know you can't. I love. It's like seven games on here you want to play right now. Well, I want to play. Yeah, but this is probably the one for March that hasn't come out yet that I'm like, yeah, I definitely want to, I definitely, that's a day one for me. It's no doubt. I'll be playing. No, Mrs. We don't talk about balance. Wonder world. That's the one we don't talk about. That's the one we don't talk about. Uh, and then strangers of paradise, uh, final fantasy origin on March 18th. Chaos. Yeah. Chaos. Chaos. Mm -hmm. Chaos. Yes, definitely one I'm looking forward to. Uh, I enjoyed the demos quite a bit, and the second demo got better than the first, so I liked the direction there. We'll see if it holds up, although Elden Ring is kind of holding my Dark Souls, Demon Souls <laughs> vibe right now, so I don't know. Um, Kirby in the Forgotten Land, cute, definitely cute. I don't know if it's a day one for me, but it's definitely cute. And then uh, I think this is one that you were interested in too, Yod, in Ghostwire Tokyo. Yes, and you 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 were uh you wanted us to talk about a few that we were uh, yeah, interested yeah, in, yeah. and I am going to go full Asian on you, and <laughs> say two that I am very interested in is Ghostwire Tokyo, and Shadow Warrior Three. Oh yeah yeah yeah. Yes, even though it did release on March first, I haven't had the time to get into it to check it out yet. But the previews on that was really cool. But yeah, Ghostwire looks amazing. I, ho I, I, mean, I hope it holds up. I hope it holds it, up. I know, I know. I do hope it holds up. But I mean, the creepy factor, the fact that the fact that it's not traditional Western horror. Yeah. Because Asian horror has a completely different flavor and can get so much creepier. 
Oh, it looks creepy from the trailers. Oh yeah. Oh yeah, it definitely does. It definitely does. I that's one I'd like to play too. Mm-hmm. Um, oh yeah. And then Death Stranding gets its director's cut on PC at the end of the month. For those of you that maybe uh, you know were not being able to play that due to consoles, you can get that on PC. Tiny Tina's Wonderlands. Uh, is later this month. Honestly, like the most I heard about that game, Jason, was when it was announced. And then it's just been like less and less information as we go. (laughs) Yeah, I guess they're too busy uh, owning Perfect World now or something. Right. (laughs) When's the Borderlands movie come out? Did they finish it yet? I don't know. They finished that yet? What, what What do you got on this list, Jason, that's kind of piquing your interest? Is there anything here? You know, as I looked it over, I tried to find something that I... First of all, I still have other games I want to play. I've still got too much stuff from February and, be, and before that I've got, so there's nothing I'm, like, looking to pick up right away. But the one I want, one name that did stick out here as I was going through this was Ghostwire Tokyo. So I remember seeing the previews for that, and I was yeah. like, that looks kind of neat. So I actually looked at that... Uh, I thought it might be up my alley, King Arthur Knight's Tale. You know, I like... Uh, yeah, I was, look- I was looking at but, that one, too. I'm not that into like the board game tactical kind of XCOM style of games. They got to be really good, and I've already got one already in my queue. So uh, keep in mind for those of you looking at Ghostwire Tokyo that that is a PlayStation Five and PC title. Yeah. So play PS Five so or PC. That's it. I need a new computer to play this thing. <laughs> by published by Bethesda, so uh, you know, get it in week two. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> Not developed by them, so maybe Xbox. it'll be fine. Maybe it'll be fine. Maybe it'll be fine. Yeah, Persona 4 Arena Ultimax coming out on Steam. Uh, I felt old when I saw that. <laughs> right. Q, Q sent me a message when she she wanted to do it up on MMO Bomb, and I was, you know, we have this like ongoing debate on whether fighting games are actually multiplayer enough to be covering <sighs> on a multiplayer gaming website. But it was slow that day, so I was like, yeah, go ahead and do it. She was like, God, I feel old. And I was like, yeah, I do too. <laughs> I, I mean, two people are multi multiple people. Yeah, I know. <laughs> Whatever. There's another big one on this list, though. And it's the day after Chocobo GP comes out. And that Basically is the same kind of game. Mar- yeah, same kind of game. Exact same thing. March 11th, uh... WWE 2K22. Now, I'm pulling this one specifically because there's another question I want to ask you when we get to the end of it. This is a game that has taken a year off, right? Mm-hmm. WWE 2K20 not received all that well. And if you don't remember or you're just not a wrestling fan, so you didn't follow, and why is that up there? Why did I do that? There we go. Um, yeah, I could have popped out. Yeah, I accidentally dragged it. The... Yeah, so Uke was developing that game, and then it ended up having to uh, change hands very, very late in its development, over like as in months before it released, uh, to visual concepts because the WWE broke, uh, canceled the contract with Uke because Uke went ahead and was like, we're kind of bored making this, so we're going to make our own wrestling game so that we can iterate on this a little bit. And, uh, yeah, WWE was like, no, no, you're not. (laughs) What are you thinking? And so visual concepts ended up, and it was just an absolute disaster. Don't you have the trailer for it? I'm going to. I'm going to in a minute. I'm going to in a minute. Uh, But, so they take 2021, or 2K21, I guess, off, and then come back a year later with 2022, 2K22. And just to give you an idea, like, Here's the difference 
in just The Rock. <laughs> Between 2K20 and 2K2022. I gotta wait till my iPad app catches up. And then... <laughs> it's showing me Ghostwire. If that one wasn't striking enough... Oh, oh my. Here's the difference in John Cena. I'm yeah. not gonna lie. I honestly thought Jason had photoshopped this Cena image when he sent it to me because I would have sworn that the image on the right was a picture of John Cena. Yeah. Like uh, I, I am totally not a wrestling fan. Yeah. But this looks really cool. Yeah. I mean, I literally, I was like, Jason's fucking with me before the show. I, he knew I was doing the notes and stuff, and he said, oh, maybe we should talk about this. I said, oh, actually, I already have it in here because, uh, you know, I got B-roll for it. And, and so he sends these images, and I throw them in the show, and I'm like, he's screwing with me. That's not in-engine, is it? <laughs> yeah, that looks crazy. And then just while we're talking about this, I figured I'd put up a lovely montage of the WWE 2K20 glitches that... Uh, <laughs> Are all over, <laughs> all over the map. They used the same engine for like 20 years since they were doing the game on PlayStation 2. All right, so, and that's one of the big deals they have now yeah. is they've got a brand new engine. So, Yod, you're not a wrestling guy. Were you ever a I, wrestling guy? I mean, when I was a kid, and, and to this day, my brother still is. Um, So he, he, he has <laughs> all the games. The freaking video, man. <laughs> I know, that's bad. That is really bad. But yeah, to this day he is, and he's got all the games. It's, oh my freaking god, these bloopers. <laughs> oh, you should have seen, like, I didn't even grab any of the character uh, creation or entrance ones, which were with uh, their hair just going crazy. Oh, I've seen this one before, yeah. <laughs> oh but god, yeah what's it's, going it's, on? <laughs> it's just crazy. And this doesn't uh, even mention, like, the roster size in the new game, the uh, GM modes and some other stuff yeah, coming GM back mode. that have been removed from the games over the years. J Jason, are you a wrestling dude? Wrestling dude? I used to be a long time ago. I got out of it maybe about 10 years or so, but I still keep a finger in the... Uh, in the whatever. I, the finger's a bat. I don't want to... Yeah, let's kind of stop that <laughs> analogy right yeah. now. <laughs> Oh, that's a bad thing. I don't know what I was trying to say there. <laughs> you know, I still somewhat pay attention to it. I still keep my finger in the business. <laughs> so, yeah, I obviously, I'm like, when I was a teenager, I was huge into wrestling. Uh, pulse. That's finger on the pulse. That's what it, that's yeah, what I was That's where you were going. Yeah, yeah. That's right, where you were right, going. Right, right, right. Um, you know, like Macho Man Randy Savage, you know, Sid Vicious, right. you know, uh, yeah. Sid Justice later. But, like, all of that stuff in, like, the 90s stuff. And then my boys, when I was like in my 30s, early 30s, my, my boys started getting into it. So we went to like a couple Raw events and things like that. I don't, I don't follow it, but it is like, a, uh, yeah, let's order WrestleMania this year. You know, fine, why not? You know, I've actually been watching a little more AEW than WWE when I He's do. bloopers, the, man. Yeah, right? The very few times I actually do watch wrestling. But let me ask you, look at these shoes. They did not, the model's feet break out of the shoes. Um, we now have, we have a rumor that Call of Duty is going to do the same thing. Yeah. That they're going to take a year off. The initial I mean, impressions good? on WWE 2K22 are positive. Obviously, we don't have full reviews or anything. It's still six days away from release. But they are positive. Could 
Call of Duty do the same thing, Jason, where they take a year off and realize, you know what? This forcing things. Now, this was forced. This wasn't them saying, hey, let's take it back and see if we can come back better. This They had to. They had to change the engine, overhaul it. It was going to a new company. They had to. Just look at this damn video. Um, Call of Duty more sounds like they're opting to. Maybe there's a little bit of they have to because of the pressures on Activision Blizzard right now. But Vanguard is not. Yeah, exactly. Could Call of Duty have a resurgence like what we think 2K22 might enjoy here? Yeah, absolutely. I think that's the right thing to do because you, you look at what they had going and you know, just the every year aspect of it, having to do this over and over and having that same deadline every year, you just get worn out. And especially if you have old ideas or an old engine or whatever, you take that year off to get some fresh ideas. Like I said, rework the engine, do whatever else you need to do and hopefully come up with better something in the end. Yeah, you don't have that yearly profit that they're going to want every Christmas, but eventually that... Yeah. That stops being as much of a thing if you keep putting out stuff like this. No one would have bought 2K, WE 2K21 based on this stuff. I'm not saying nobody. It still would have sold five copies would have or whatever, it. but it would not have met whatever expectations they wanted. Now, do you think they look at it and go, maybe it shouldn't be an annual thing? Or do WWE here and COD on the Activision side... Do they just like, hey, this is kind of a forced one-year hiatus. We still want this to be an annual title. I think it goes back to being annual once you've once you've cleared out some of the debris of the previous, uh, like the new engine or whatever other new ideas you're going to have. I think you can go back to being uh, annual, just like it used to be. You know, back when back when the engine Yod, was new. we're echoing in your headset there, sir. My bad. Yeah. So yeah, just like when it was new, you know, you could still do it every year, but eventually it just gets old, and you gotta you gotta start over basically. I'm definitely going to watch reviews for this. I, You know who has a great video on this is Matt McMuscles, by the way. Uh, Matt McMuscles does a YouTube series called What Happened, uh, if you don't know. And it's it just takes like the worst things in gaming history, uh, the worst games, sometimes movies and stuff like that. And he like really does a deep dive into how did things go terribly wrong on X Project. And he does an episode uh, on this one, and it is hysterical. It's abs- He's a very funny content creator. His editor is fantastic. Go check it out, Matt McMuscles, if you haven't already. Uh, speaking of funny, I've got a few things just to finish up the show here that I thought were funny gaming news. So I'm gonna <laughs> we're gonna talk about Elden Ring because there's a little bit of uh, confusion that is going on when the game is translating things and people thinking there's hints and maybe they're just memes. <laughs> so if you don't know, you can use a finger in the Soul series and it's in Elden Ring to write little messages on the ground, on the terrain or wherever you are. And then other well, that's players- That's where I keep my finger, okay. Yes, <laughs> yes. And then other players can read those. And sometimes it'll be people helping you out saying, you know, beware on the left coming up and you know something might jump out. And of course, some of them can be trolls saying at the edge of a cliff, treasure straight down below and you jump to your death. So, you know, (laughs) pick what happens. But apparently Japanese Elden Ring players are hilariously confusing English players in-game memes for actually being hints and secrets 
uh, in the game. So oh. we've got a player, Japanese Elden Ring player, ETC, uh, <laughs> who tweeted that they came across a message called Fort, that said Fort, comma, Night, N-I-G-H-T, in Japanese. Now, if you read that in English, you know it's a joke about Fortnite. Um, and these do have filters on some of these messages, so that doesn't help, too. You know, they don't want you swearing and stuff like that, so you're limited on But People get creative. B-U-T, that works. It's but. Anyway, in Japanese, those words don't sound like Fortnite when you read those characters right. out loud. So ET, ETC only saw the messages like a regular Japanese player would as a hint and has been searching the entire map for a fort, exploring them at night. These messages are everywhere, so there's got to be a good reward or a story element. And, of course, it didn't pan out that way. Eventually, ETC did get clued into what the messages meant. And according to Game Rant said, after being told what it meant, they said they were crying, laughing over the confusion. <laughs> Even with such a silly, embarrassing situation, Elden Ring players are united in the absolute ridiculousness of all of it. So, yeah, I found that charming. I found but that it's sad. Oh, why? Yeah. <laughs> this poor guy just spending all day or whatever looking for stuff. <laughs> There's another can... fort. All right, I got to wait till the sun sets. <laughs> yeah, I, I, maybe I'm, I. I don't. I lack the troll gene. I will admit. I, I totally. I, I can't do. I'm just too nice in games. I like that they found it funny. Like I probably would have felt a little more in line with you if they were like, "What the hell, man!" <laughs> but they found it funny too. Hey, uh, Jason, you love Steam charts, right? You well, love yeah. Steam charts. So there's something <laughs> a little a little fun going on on Steam charts when you compare a few titles, huh? Yeah, so uh, Battlefield 2042, which we talked about. You said there's uh, yeah. another, pro another thing should probably take a year off. Yeah. Um, you know, it's not doing well. We kind of knew this. It's well, not we doing knew well. that, but, you know, there's it's got a How ton well of players. It It'll doing? be fine. It's a new game, so I mean, you know, at least it's doing, you know, it's the new the new hotness. So it's probably at least doing the new hotness, like any new thing in a game series does. It's the biggest thing around for a while, and then, oh wait, it's not. It's actually the uh, the fourth best Battlefield game on Steam right now. But oh. but shouldn't all the old players be playing the new game? Why? Yes, they should, Yod. But somehow <laughs> they are not. <laughs> we are professionals here at Ready Check Radio in tossing it all questions. around. We ask the important questions. <laughs> Currently, according to Steam player counts, Battlefield 4, Battlefield 1, and Battlefield 5 all have active higher, higher active player counts than Battlefield 2042. And some of those gaps aren't small. <laughs> Some of what about, and we just talked about, what about Star Wars small. Battlefront? Oh my. Okay, that's only around 1,500. Okay, so that's actually below. Just just slightly. <laughs> just yeah, slightly. not by much. Not by that's much. only around, uh, at this exact moment, it is at 1944. 2042 is. Ooh, it has fewer than 2042 players. 1940. <laughs> Hey, so what I'm showing you now is SilentHill.com. 
<laughs> that was great. <laughs> when I read the article, I had to go and look. <laughs> I'm not shitting you. If you go to SilentHill.com, this is all you get. Mm. A Masashiro Ito tweet artist uh, from Silent Hill that says, I wish I hadn't designed effing pyramid head. A tweet sent in February of 2022. That's all that's on the site. <sighs> Why? Well, it appears Konami forgot to renew the domain. Now, this gets a little weird because I looked it up today just to make sure that I was still, you know, at the most recent point in this story. Back in like 2016, 2017, Konami did this at one point. They forgot to renew SilentHill.com and people had found it was on sale for like 9000 some dollars, but nobody scooped it up before Konami was able to grab it back. Now, as the story goes right now, that happened again just recently and somebody scooped it up and put this tweet up. But some other people now have done some investigation with the Wayback Machine and, and some other sites and have found that Konami might have lost this actually last year, early last year, not recently, because they kind of people kind of feel like based on what they've found. Remember, the site only at one point just had the tweets calling or the image of Pyramid Head and his height, making fun of Lady D when Resident Evil was announced. Remember that right. saying something like, I was right. the original, we covered it on this show. Yeah, I remember that. And yeah. so they kind of think, you know, maybe the same person has had this for almost a year at this point, and just Konami has no desire to try and get this site back. So, yeah, SilentHill.com, not, uh, not in Konami's hands right now. I don't get how people can forget to renew their site domains i mean you get an email when it's like a month out and all you gotta do is click and say pay i don't even have to do that for mine it just does it automatically yeah or you can set it to do automatically i mean how do you forget to do this stuff yep i think konami cares about cares the same amount about silenthill.com as i care about silent hill oh <laughs> Um, Liminality Carb was doing some streaming this morning here on Ready Check Radio. Make sure you check him out, 10.30 a.m. Eastern, uh, right here. I mentioned the story to him because I was looking through the notes. I sent it to him last night when he told me what he was playing, yeah. Okay. Um, He was streaming Celeste, and he was checking out if his flight stick, you know, allowed him to play the game any better. I have to catch up with him and see if it did or not. Um. You might remember that back in 2018, Celeste won a trophy at the Game Awards for Best Independent Game. The problem was they never got the trophy. And that kind of sucks. Yeah. That kind of sucks. That does. But, but, YouTuber and streamer Prestige is Key was shopping on eBay, Yod. Mm -hmm. trying to actually score a replica of the game award trophy. I probably put the put it in the backdrop for the streams right. and the videos type it's thing. Just nice little And he found one for 500 bucks. But it was an actual one. And the seller said it came from one of their liquidation sources, but other than that, they didn't know where it came from. So they bought it. It was what they were okay. looking for. When they got it and they opened it, it had the plaque right on it that showed it was clearly Celeste's trophy. 
the Game Awards 2018 Best Independent Game, Celeste. So Prestige's Key got in contact with Extremely OK Games, makers of Celeste, and said, I got your trophy. <laughs> they said... Give me we, $10 million or I throw it in the river. <laughs> we never got that trophy. Prestige's Key sending it to them. They are reimbursing them for the cost that they spent to buy the trophy and then sending them a bunch of signed copies of Celeste and things like that as a way of saying thank you. Four years cool. go by. You, you'd think that you know they would have contacted the Game Awards and went, hey, I didn't get the trophy, and they would you know, recommissioned them a new one. Yeah, there are store. I need to know more about this. I need to know that. I need to know exactly what the process is because, you know, you look at them on stage, they get the trophy. They're, it's handed to their developer. What happens to right, them? Right, but some, some of them are presented remotely, though. You know, okay, well, this was 2018. People were still doing things in person back then. Well, right, but even then, some of the people would be, like, on the screen accepting the award right, from a remote they're location. They're, they're, yeah. they're, they're, they're working this, on their I next guess. game. Let me see here. <laughs> Jeff Keighley's too busy drooling over Hideo Kojima. Yeah, there were actual people there to take it. He actually, so he actually takes the trophy. Now, maybe they're shipped later because like we don't want to take it on our plane. You know, Jeff Keighley ship it to us later. Havoc okay, is saying the that person they, in charge yeah, of that. Havoc is saying that they hand them blank trophies, and that makes sense. Otherwise, yeah, that, that, somebody somebody has access to the entire table before the show, and they're like, "Well, I know who won." Uh, that's right. That's true. <laughs> well, whose yeah, job so is it to do that then? Jeff Keighley needs to find that guy and fire him. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> Yep. On that note, gentlemen, let's go do our games of the week. Oh, my. Just so you know, chat, I cut one more topic because I wanted to end on a good note. And I think Celeste getting their trophy is good. Yeah. Quantic, Quantic Dreams can't find employees to work on Star Wars. Probably, you know. If you're getting accused of harassment, it might be hard to hire people. <laughs> Activision Blizzard knows a little something about that. They can't hire a female director, even though it's a California law. But, of course, they're blaming Microsoft and the acquisition for that. Nobody wants to come and work for you when that board of directors won't be here. But, yeah, Celeste, congrats on getting your trophy. Congrats on getting your trophy. This is the way we end every episode of Gaming Gumbo. Three of us are going to give you a game that we think you should check out, whether it's something we're playing now, something we played in the past, something we've never played but we think is really, really cool and worth checking out. And you let us know in the comments when you're telling us about your favorite game as a service and why, which one of us gave the best recommendation. Jason, we're going to go with you first. So this is going to be a new record for me probably. So I'm going to put my game of the week, uh, a game that I played uh, for the first time seven hours ago. It's uh, Teardown, which is a uh, voxel destruction game where you go out and commit crimes and blow stuff up. And I've been having a blast. I streamed it today for a few hours. I'm going to play it again tomorrow probably. So tune in to Twitch.tv slash Jason Winter. There you go. Yeah. I'm going to go with uh, Guild Wars 2 End of Dragons. Okay. That hasn't I, earned it for me yet. That's not my game of the week yet. It's, yeah, got, it's, it's, gotta... it's my game of the week, and I've only gotten to play it for a day and a half, two days so far. But I've, I've just found out there's now Minions. <laughs> so, I got 400 minions in Final Fantasy at the moment. Time to start farming in Guild Wars 2. You didn't just find out, chat. I told him I, like a year ago. Yeah, I don't remember that. <laughs> I think you're full of it. Go ahead, Yod. I've got Tetris Effect Connected. I knew you were going with that. It's, it is Tetris. so fun. 
it, and it's addictive. So, <laughs> let us know which one wins your vote. We, of course, will be back next Saturday, 7 p.m. Eastern, with another episode of Gaming Gumbo. This Thursday at 7 p.m. Eastern, we'll be doing the Relic Grind, our Final Fantasy 14 Square Enix show, where we will be reviewing the live letter that aired yesterday, rolling into patch 6.1 in mid-April. Check them both out, and Monday's stream at 7 p.m. Eastern will be Final Fantasy TCG as usual. Square Enix has supplied us, by the way, with a spoiler for the upcoming Opus 16 set, and we will reveal that on Monday, so don't miss it. There is no Torchwick stream tonight. He's got the sniffles. Uh, He's got a little bit of a cold. Not the the Rona, but just a little bit of a cold, so he would be... He didn't want to be doing that on stream all night. Until next week, Yod, where can everybody find you? Uh, Yacht Art works on Twitter, Yacht Art works on Facebook, and right here on Gaming Gumbo. Jason. On Twitter, Winter and Formal, as previously mentioned, streaming at twitch.tv slash Jason Winter. I'm Mike Byrne. You can follow me right there at MagicMan1, but more importantly, follow at RC Radio so we can tweet at you every time we go live with a podcast, streamer, or we're just hanging out. Until next week, gang, stay safe. We'll see you on the servers. Oh, no.